Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Janet Schmidt, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about her background, and then we're going to get into a fun game, whether it's a 10-question rapid fire or just do an icebreaker. But in the meantime, here's more about Janet. Janet Schmidt is the creator of Reprogram Yourself and or Business Team for Success and has been a practical yet potent quantum consciousness accelerator, which is trademark, integrative holistic healing facilitator and business coach for a decade. Janet board certifications include neuro-linguistics programming practitioner, also known as NLP. She's an NLP life coach and hypnotherapy. Additional certifications are eye movement integration, advanced psych K, advanced theta healing, and the list goes on. More importantly, Janet discovered by using four techniques, one could change one's belief system and reprogram for success, one's desire in any area of one's life. Mm -hmm. To bring a client into the whole brain state on a new belief, Janet's success rate among her clients speaks for itself at a whopping 95%. That's amazing, y'all. Janet enables business teams and individuals to identify and remove energetic blocks or ailments caused by inherited imprints held in the subconscious for generations. So those could be what you were taught going up and what was passed down. But we'll get into that later. She teaches you how to recognize your program imprints, blocks, or ailments, and provide you with tools to discard what no longer serves you to have a healthy, prosperous, and wealthy life. So as you can see, she is very well-rounded, and she does things in a holistic and practical way to get you to the next level in your life by tapping into your subconscious, but also going beyond the surface level to help you live life optimally. So without further ado, please welcome the woman behind it all, Janet Schmidt. Oh, thank you for having me. What a wonderful introduction. Thank you so much. My pleasure, Janet. And like I said, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. So there are two options. We could do either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? I'll I'll, I'll jump into the 10 questions. Okie dokie. So we're playing rapid fire with Janet and Genesis. Do, 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 do. Question number one, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? It'd be flight. I would, it'd be flying for sure. Getting places a whole lot quicker. Yes. Question two, favorite color. Oh, purple. Purple. (laughs) Question three, favorite flower. Oh, the rose. Yeah. I love the roses any kind. Okay. I was just going to ask, because I see white roses behind you. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. I have pink on my deck, so it doesn't matter. I just love them. Question four, what's your favorite food or cuisine? My favorite food is probably peanut butter, if we could have that as a food. Um, but my favorite cuisine is Greek. I love Ooh. Greek food. Question five, if you could have a lunch or dinner with any person, past or present, who would it be and why? Well, I kind of would have to have a group because I would love to have Jesus, Buddha, and the Dalai Lama. I would love that. that that's something that I would just adore. Question six. What is your drink of choice? Coffee, tea, or something else? Hot lemon water. Mm. Question seven. If you get three random acts of kindness per day that you're supposed to do, for someone else. What are your three for today? It would be helping the elderly, maybe uh, with food, you know, servicing food. I've done that before and I really enjoyed that. It would be volunteering at an animal shelter and it will be assisting my elderly neighbor upstairs. Question eight, what's one thing that no one knows about you but it makes you uniquely you. Uh, that when I was eight, and nine, I used to, we lived right on the edge of the city limits in Laramie, Wyoming. And I used to walk out into the fields and there'd be horses just loose running. And I would just stand there and I put my hands out. And as a young child, I'd be doing the laying of hands on the horses. Now I probably didn't know exactly what I was doing, but the energy that was coming through my hands, they'd come up and I just put my hands on them. And it was wonderful. And most people don't know that about me. Super cool. And question nine, thinking about your life and a significant moment, would you recreate or change that significant moment? And if so, what was that moment? I wouldn't change that moment. Um, I wouldn't change any moment in my life because it's brought me to sitting here today. So I don't, there, there's things that maybe you might think about changing, but would that really bring me where I am today to expand even further? Um, but I look at this one particular time and it brought me to my knees, literally where I was down praying, looking out a picture window. But that particular time brought me to do the work that I'm doing today. So I'm very grateful for that moment. And question 10. It is our pass or play question. And here are the rules. If you pass, you pass the ball to me and you get to ask a question. If you choose to play, I ask one last question to wrap up rapid fire. So do you want to pass or play? I'm going to pass. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. What's your question? Um, what was your biggest challenge in life so far and how did you overcome it? So the biggest challenge in life so far was recently losing my dad, November 25th, the day before Thanksgiving to medical negligence. Oh. Yeah. And how did I overcome it? Um, it came with mixed emotions. So I was bittersweet. I was angry at God. I began to question God because my I grew up in a very religious and spiritual household. I began to ask why. 
then I went into a period of really understanding that I have to be selfless versus selfish because my dad had got paralyzed from the waist down after being in the hospital setting for three days back in May. And then he went through um, various trials and tribulations throughout his health due to the lack of medical attention and negligence since the pandemic was very rampant to passing away in November of 2020, eight days after a surgical procedure. Wow, thank you for sharing that. Because I, I think a lot of your viewers or a lot, a lot of your listeners, uh, I'm sure they they found strength in that. Yeah, thank you for yeah. asking. You're welcome. You're welcome. So now we're going to jump in to the work that you're doing now, quantum physics and epigenetics. But in order to understand where you are now, Janet, I always like to go deep diving with my guests and understand their back end story, because people always want to start with where you are, but you had to go through things in life in order to be the woman you are today. And it helped, you know, define you. It may have mm-hmm. refined you and it helped you, you know, have those catalyst moments that catapulted you. So can you share a bit about your background and what prompted you to get involved with the work that you're doing? Oh, yes, I'd love to. Well, first of all, I shared with the laying of hands. So I clearly had an interest in energy work, energy healing work. And that was kind of my hobby on the side. And then um, and then I went into mainstream, you know, I, I worked for a nonprofit that helped homeless women that had children get a better education. I raised funds for hospitals. Um, I even worked for uh, head partners of law firms and none of it was quite fitting for me. And as I went through, I had something catastrophic happen to me. And that's when I described being down on my knees and I had to rethink everything about my life. And I started examining myself and becoming the student of myself. And once I did that, I started studying neuro-linguistic programming, anything that had, so I wanted to combine the energy work that I knew about with the mental work or the brain and to understand it all so that it could come together so that I could understand myself and change the things that weren't working and and make them work. And, and that's how I went through the progress. And I couldn't learn enough. I just went and kept, I had teachers from all over the world and I still do. I'm still learning. I'm still, I'm, I'm studying with a great teacher in Brazil with the quantum field right now. And it's, it's continuous. Um, But I can tell a great story if we have time about um, the power of a program um, and how to, I call it how to lose money, the power of the program. So there was. Wait, one second before you, sure. before you dive in, because I just want to preface um, something here for the audience, y'all. So I want you to pay attention. Janet said that it was a situation that knocked her to her knees. And I just wanted to say that how many of y'all have ever gone through a certain trial in your life where you felt like there was no end in mind? You couldn't see the end of the tunnel, but once you began to take your blinders off and you change your perspective and you bring things into focus and have that clarity, then you start to see how you're going to be 
able to navigate it. So even though it brings you to your knees, sometimes you have to humble yourself in order to pick yourself back up and grow into where you're supposed to be. And that applies personally and professionally. But I just wanted to interject that so the audience listening in or viewing this video can actually think about this because in life we really have to be intentional that things don't just happen to us, but they also happen for us. So go ahead, Janet. No, I would honestly say amen to that because that is exactly what happened to me that day. And and it brought me, that's why I said, I don't regret anything that happened to me because it brought me to this moment. And so the, the story that I'm going to tell you is about this wonderful woman who, as a young child, always helped the underserved or the underdog. She was always there protecting them and always fighting for them. And so one day as a, a woman, a fairly young woman, she found herself with a lot of money. She got a lot of money. And so she wanted to help the underserved, both individual and nonprofit alike. So she started doing that. And before she knew it, people were hanging on to her for her money. And she didn't, she didn't know how to say no, because she just was giving. Well, before long, she found herself in arbitration because her financial advisor, who was with a well-known financial firm, had made an investment outside the realm of the investment firm and lost a lot of her money. I mean, just a lot of her money. And so here she is in arbitration. And all she can think about is, I'm going to lose this money. She never thought that she wouldn't win. She just kept thinking, I'm going to lose this money. Now, when we go into quantum physics, we know that quantum physics is energy. So think of it this way. She's putting that energy out. I'm going to lose this money. So she's bringing that loss to her by the vibration she's putting out. Um, and so as this all happened to her, the financial advisor was disbarred. The, his partner fined, the company was fined. And sure enough, she only got 10% of what she lost. So we can ask, so now we know what the quantum physics part of it, but what is the epigenetics, the coding that's passed down from our ancestors to us? She came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who signed up to give their last pennies to the underserved, who never had any money to manage and where that is honorable for them because that was the life that they chose for themselves. This was not the life that she chose for herself. Even though she was still helping others, it wasn't the life that she chose. So she had to start dissecting and learning and finding how to change that where she still can give to the underserved, but not to her deficit and still expand her life the way she wants to. And meanwhile, she found the four techniques. And that's so powerful. We're going we're gonna to pause on that so this can marinate audience. So it was four generations, right? Eight, eight generations. Oh, eight, eight generations that she went through. So it's lineage after lineage after lineage. So she was conditioned based on the product of the environment she was born into. Yes. And that began to stay with her. So some people talk about generational blessings. Other people talk about generational curses. Some people talk about chronos, which is chronological timing. Mm -hmm. Other people talk about kairos, which is God's timing and right. his ordained for us. But then we as individuals, and I'm going to use this story um, 
Some people may know it if you're religious, other people who um, may not know it. And it was the story of the ham going inside the container. And for the holidays, everyone saw that, you know, they would always cut off the butts of the ham to fit them in the pan. But no one stopped to ask, why are we cutting off the ends of the ham or the butts in order to fit into the pan? Until it was one generation that says, this doesn't make sense because we're losing, we're losing uh, money because it's like you're cutting off the ham and you're throwing it in the trash or you're not using it because it doesn't fit. And when they asked that question, it was, oh, because we didn't have a pan big enough, so we used what we had. But if someone would have stopped generations previously to ask, then the solution could have been just buy a bigger pan or buy yes. a smaller ham. So how many of us have stopped to ask questions and questions aren't a sign of weakness. They're a sign of strength for you to understand and you to begin to build, okay, is this adding value? Is this serving me? Or is there another way that I could do it and still get the same end results? So I like how you share that story because it does have a lot to do with program. And what did our parents pass to us? What is society trying to program? And what are we trying to say about ourselves? So there's different types of programming that each one of us are given on a daily basis, but it's up to us to see how is that programming serving us. So would you say that's a good interjection there so far that will correlate with that story, Janet? I do. I, I'm just going to add that that story is me. I am the woman in the story. <gasps> really? And so that's what's brought me to this journey, to this place I am doing what I do to help and assist others. I work with, I work with people. I just, it's not just me. I work with them. And that's why I say success in every area of your life is obtainable and it's real. And you just have to be the student of your life. You have to be able to be honest with yourself of what's working and what's not, and then approach it from there. I'm muted. Sorry, y'all. I love that you are sharing your story because when people could connect with you, be beyond what you're doing now, but connect with your story, it begins to build that credibility, that know, like, and trust factor, because they see your uh, human instincts, and they see how you're you made, and how you've made it through, and if you can make it through, and now you're teaching on this, then they could connect with you in order to have you help them walk it out. Yes, yes, and that's why I went into the work, and when I discovered And through my process, I discovered the four techniques of how to move out the old behavior or the old belief system, and then how to bring in the new belief system and bring your left brain and your right brain into, or left cortex, right cortex, into a whole brain state on it, or you might call it your subconscious and conscious mind in an agreement. And then it's locked in. And so that's the process. I figured it out through all my studying. So can we talk about those four techniques? Because I feel like a lot of people are just at the tip or they're at the cusp, but they don't know how to really navigate to mirroring everything together. So they have that holistic approach. They have the Mm -hmm. synergies and things begin to work together. But it's, but I'm also going to say this, Janet, you could give them 
the playbook and the blueprints, but it's up to them to want to put in the work, to take the actions in order to see the results. Because we all know faith without works, we've heard them say it's what? <laughs> Dead. Dead. So you have I, to- I, I agree. I agree 100%. That's why I say it's real, it's obtainable, but the power is in your hands. So if you don't take that opportunity, it doesn't work. So let's talk about them holding the power in their hands, y'all. And I want you to put up your hands for those of you listening and those of you viewing the recording. And I want you to think about your hands. Your hands are uniquely crafted for you. No one else has your DNA. No one else has your blueprint. And I'm talking about you individually. Of course, if you have offspring, they have a bit of your DNA, but they don't have the exact unique DNA that you carry. So Janet, let's talk about these four, these four principles and let's help them unlock and unleash their potential so they could start walking in purpose and doing what they were called to do, not what others required them to do. I'm going to add a little bit to what you said, because it's really great what you just said, the information you gave them. We all have different DNA, but our children, our offspring have a piece of our DNA. And I'm going to say this, as you go through the process of reprogramming certain things in you, you will notice that these same things are being reprogrammed in your children. And that's the beauty of this work. It's, it's a level of consciousness that you expand into. So I thank you for bringing that in. Um, the first thing I would say is neurolinguistic programming. It is extremely important. It's people understanding that um, only 7% is verbal of our communication. 93% is nonverbal. And a great example of that is if I said to you, um, will you help me with a fundraiser? And you say yes, but your eyes and your whole body looks like a deer caught in the headlights. Well, 93% of you just told me no. And so people have to be aware that you give cues all the time of of how you truly feel. So it's kind of going into your mind and seeing how you communicate, what you're actually feeling, what you're actually communicating, and it digs down deep. Neurolinguistic programming really gets down deep, but it also has the ability of clearing out the old belief very nicely. And I find that um, I use theta healing also in that process. And that I use that more for the people who meditate a lot, but both of these do the same function is they can really nicely clear out the old belief, the old behavior. Um, theta healing can instill a, a new belief, but I find that um, psyche, which is fairly new, if anybody knows the biology of belief done by Bruce Lipton, it's an award-winning book. He attributes psyche to the reason why he finished that book. And Psyche, what Psyche basically does is it takes a self-limiting belief and makes it into a, a strong belief. Like it changes it into a positive belief and it brings you into a whole brain state on any new belief by the process of what it does. It crosses your left brain with your right brain, bringing you into a whole brain state in the process. Now, eye movement integration if it comes to tr- Janet, can we back up really quick? Um, yeah, because I know we mentioned NLP, theta healing, and then you're on psych, psych K, you mentioned that. 
And then now you're going to go into eye movement integration. Can you just explain a little bit more what theta healing is, since that one is kind of new, just so the audience could kind of understand that oh. foundation? Oh, sure, sure. Um, theta healing is the process where the practitioner and the client both go into a light theta state. And when you're in a light theta state, I'm just going to make it really kind of uh, uh, really simplistic. They both go into a theta state and the practitioner is able to go, let's say fear, you have fear in your life and it's affecting you. The practitioner can go in on a timeline level, find where that is, where it's located and can dissolve it at that point. And once they release it at that point, it's kind of like untying a shoelace. It goes boom, 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 boom through the rest of your life. And it, let, it releases, it lets go. And this is a very simplistic way of me telling you the process, but that's how it works. That's why I always say I usually use that mostly with people who are used to meditating because it's easy to get them into a light theta state. Mm-hmm. And, and then you can, clear, you can clear out a lot through that process. I would say in the process that I use with my clients, I actually kind of ball them all up together. I don't do them separate. They're just all together. But these are the four techniques that if you're looking for a practitioner, you want to go to these different things uh, for, your, for what you want to do. If you have extreme trauma and anxiety, you really would love to use eye movement integration. That is also a way that through the movement of eyes and me moving my fingers kind of like this and like this, what it does is it desensitizes. You'll remember the trauma, but it desensitizes the feeling of the trauma. And it does bring the left cortex and the right cortex in agreement on to heal. Many times the reason why people don't heal from trauma or anxiety is because the left cortex and the right cortex, the brain is fighting how it's going to heal. One has a better idea than the other. And it just can't get together on it. And I like, I really like those four techniques. And I like that you mentioned that you're doing something different than other people in your field. You're actually doing them all together. NLP, theta healing, psych K, and eye movement integration. And um, I know some people listening who may not be well-versed in this area, they may think that it's woo-woo or, oh, I don't want to do that because it goes against my religious beliefs or et cetera, when these are actually modalities that you could use to navigate, getting you to unlock some of the traumas without necessarily reliving it, you're understanding that the traumas did happen. You're coming, you're coming to realize that you no longer want to be in the denial state. Now you want to move from the denial state to addressing, okay, yes, this trauma did happen to me, but I'm not going to allow it to hold me in a holding pattern or cause me to remain stagnant. Because if I do that, then I'm not living my life optimally because I'm allowing certain things to hold me back. Correct. It's like, I'll use the phone analogy for those who are visual and thinking about it. So we all have cell phones, whether you're using an iOS or Android. And there are certain times where on your phone, I'm gonna hold up my phone. It says, time to um, do a software update. How many times do you actually click on that software update when it prompts you? And when you don't click on it, when it prompts you, your phone will start to run slow. It'll start to lag and et cetera, because there's new 
programming that needs to be downloaded in order for your phone to run optimally. So if we think about that from an electronic standpoint, why can't we think about that from a holistic standpoint and begin to reprogram ourselves internally in order for us to show up and be whole and complete externally? We have mm-hmm. to do the inward work first, get ourselves in alignment, and then we can begin to live life optimally. But it first starts by looking yourself in the mirror and having that reflection time period. And it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be pretty, but it is necessary in order for certain things to take place. That was a great analogy. I actually have a small video on Instagram talking about that. Like we're like computers. We come with this software that needs to be updated. So I I love what you just did. Um, It is, it is true. I think the first thing I'd say to uh, the listeners or viewers is, uh, do you have something in your life that you're repeating over and over again? Like, are you repeating dating the same person, same type of people over and over again, same thing happens, or you have the same money situation over and over again? It's because you are seeing the reality in only that way. When you can expand how you see reality, then you shift. And I always use fear as a great example because most people have a lot of fear. If we have fear of everything, uh, you know, 99.9% of everything that's not going to happen and we have that fear, well, if we only change fear of being fearful of a German shepherd, well, that's not changing your trajectory of fear. But when we change fear across the board and say, I'm only going to be fearful of, well, that that dark alley, I'm not going to go down or a lion chasing us. Now, when you get to that point, now you have changed the trajectory of your life, both professionally and personally, because that fear is now confidence, safety, and security. And that's the best way I can describe it. So if you're doing any looping, that's what I call looping. When you're doing things over and over again, you might want to take a look at what belief system you have behind that. Yes. And I like to tell my, my clients who come to me for visionary coaching, get off the hamster wheel because you're just going in circles and circles and you're not accomplishing the same thing. You may be burning calories. You may be trying to look fit fit and sexy, but what have you accomplished by going round and round? (laughs) It's so true. It's so true. So that's part of the work too. So Janet, I want to throw you an audible here as we begin to wind down. So I'm respectful of your time commitment. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you regarding the four techniques that you teach on or the work that you're doing that you want to add to the conversation before we jump into the call to action that you have for the audience? Well, I want them to know that truly the greatest gift that they can give is having their own self-transformation. This is the greatest script. Tao talks about it, but it truly is because when we start changing our own consciousness, because that's what we're talking about, when we're excelling our consciousness, we're not just doing it with us. We're doing it for everyone around us. We're basically being in service of everyone. And isn't that why we're here? Yeah, I love that. So how can you show up on a daily and consistent basis to leave an imprint here on the world? And how is that imprint allowing you to make an impact for future generations to come? How are you being that one person that is changing the narrative and Mm -hmm. saying, 
even though it was done this way, there's a new way of doing things and that's okay. Yes. So now let's do the CTA, the call to action, Janet. What's your call to action for our audience? Do you have a program, any freebies you want to share or a challenge? I love to challenge my guests. So let's challenge the community because we are better when we come together and we push each other outside of our comfort zones. Well, one of my challenges is uh, to pay attention to your ants. The ants are automatic negative thoughts. And the minute you have a thought that is kind of negative, I want you to right away replace it with a positive. Right away, replace it with a positive. And the best thing you can do in, I say this in any given situation when you're feeling low or, or, or just have anxiety, is start feeling your heart and take a deep breath in and just say, I'm feeling myself. I feel more and more love. And if you sit in that just for a minute, you're going to feel so much better. Um, The last thing I would also say, and this is a little bit something that people can try, and it's part of neuro-linguistic programming, and it's what I teach my clients, especially business clients. Um, It's an 80-second one point. And the one point was used by the samurais to center themselves prior to going into battle. You see, because they'd have so many thoughts going through their heads that if they didn't pull it down, they would be easy to knock off. They'd be off balance. So I'd ask everybody, this is 80 seconds. So I ask everybody to take a deep breath in and close your eyes for a moment. And now I want you to take all the thoughts in your head, just feel all the thoughts in your head And now I want you to move them down, down, down. We're going to go two inches below the navel, down, down, down. And now from that point, we're going to see a bright light come from that point, go down your legs and into the ground to the center of the earth. And now they can open their eyes. Wow, that's really cool because it's like you're practicing mindfulness, you're practicing centeredness, you're also practicing groundedness, you're letting go of outside and external factors and you're really becoming one with your thoughts, you're focusing on your breathing, and that is also igniting the parasympathetic system and et cetera. And then you're also calming yourself down whenever you practice that breath work and et cetera. So I like that 80 seconds. Yeah. And I love how you said, pay attention to your ants. Cause when you said I'm my aunt and you said it's automatic negative thoughts, right? Yes. Automatic. I, <laughs> I, I, you know what, we all have a natural where we have those. And so it's really important to pay attention to that because that can bring you down in in a way that you don't want. And so uh, to pay attention and right away correct it is also the best way to manifest whatever you want. So I'm going to say that it keeps those negative thoughts out. Um, Oh, this is just amazing. I like 
And I wish we could talk longer, but I want to really be respectful of your time coming. So Janet, plug your website for the audience so they know where to go to learn more info for the work that you're doing. And then tell them where you primarily hang out on social media, because we do have those social butterflies out there okay. that want to see what we're doing socially. <laughs> well, uh, my website is uh, JanetElaineSchmidt.com. And if you mention that you actually saw, viewed this uh, podcast, this episode with Genesis, uh, I'll give 30% off. So just all you have to do is mention it. And um, I'm on Instagram, Janet Elaine Schmidt. I'm on LinkedIn, Janet Elaine Schmidt. Um, and YouTube, Janet Elaine Schmidt. So you can find me there. But but I look forward to hearing from you. And I really enjoyed our conversation. It was a lot of fun. I, I am always honored when I get to share what I do. Amazing. And Janet, I want to thank you for carving out time to come into the community and just share the work that you're doing and how you're helping others in these spaces so they could get to the level just like you helped yourself. And audience, remember, we're on 40 plus platforms. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe and follow. Also leave us a review. Let me know what you liked about this segment. If you have any other topic ideas that you want to hear or whatnot, because this is your community just as much as it's mine and we're doing it together. You could also see the video to this on our YouTube channel by going to GEMS, G-E-M-S with Genesis Amaris Kemp. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for carving out a time in your schedule to listen to the content that we put on on the platform and also following the pillars, which are to educate, inspire, and motivate while we also weave in diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because it does take all of us engaging in fluid conversations to make this world a better place and linking arms together. I love to say, united we stand and divided we fall. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will we grow and develop in a day, but we can take actions today to secure a better future. So because of you, we're now ranked in the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts, which brings me to a big ask. We are looking for brand sponsors. So if you would like to have your products and services heard right here, send me an email to genesisamarskemp at gmail.com or check out my website, genesisamarskemp.net click on the podcast tab to learn more info until the next segment next guest peace love and lots of blessings thank you for listening to another segment of gems podcast hope you enjoyed this recording make sure you like comment share and subscribe to gems podcast on your audio platform as well as our youtube channel gems with genesis amaris kemp we would love for you to be a sponsor so please reach out via email at gems g-e-m-s with w-i-t-h genesis g-e-n-e-s-i-s amaris a-m-a-r-i-s kemp k-e-m-p at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.